with R.W. Estella, who does his feature, A Word in Edgewise, in this time slot on Mondays. Good morning, R.W. Good morning, Allison. At the end of the season, my girlfriend and I are not the tidiest sort of gardeners. We do a minimum of mulching for the strawberry plants, but we don't usually cut everything else down to the ground and trundle it off to a compost pile, although we do have one of those for regular spring and summer weeding and clippings. When autumn rolls around, we like to see the transformation to tawny colors that the garden population makes. Experience has shown us that the outline of drying seeds now becomes especially pronounced and noticeable to the scouting birds. Daily during this transition from fall to winter, wrens, chickadees, sparrows, and finches drop in to hop briskly through the remnant stalks and to poke about for various seeds. Occasionally, we're also visited this time of year by cardinals, jays, and woodpeckers. For the past few days, a couple of morning doves have frequented the back patio, padding and pecking about the slate, discovering Nicotiana seeds by the swing, morning glory seeds over by the wall trellis, lemon thyme seeds by the woodpile, and Queen Anne's lace seeds by the garden gate. They're plenty plump, these two doves, the male somewhat plumper than the female, They definitely look like they're well on their way to being ready for what remains of the hundred hostile days. I was still in my mid-twenties when I first heard that expression. Maine was having a good snow year. The skiers and snowmobilers were happy. Snow plowing was a lucrative business, and after a few years of falling out of favor, heating with wood was, again, the name of the game. That year, my office mate introduced me to someone about my age who was also heating with wood, He had lots of local connections for felling dead-and-live timber for free and for hire, and I had a chainsaw and a pickup truck. It was a match made in heaven. Several times per week, Jeff and I would venture forth into the main winter to process various sizes of dead or live trees into cordwood, keeping some for ourselves and then selling the rest. The work was gratifying but hard. By midwinter, we had processed enough firewood to take care of our own heating needs and had a stockpile of cordwood for a handful of future customers. Long hours outdoors, often at sub-zero temperatures, however, were beginning to wear us thin. One of our customers was also a professor in the English department at the University in Orono. He had grown up in Richmond, Maine, and had gone to school at Bowdoin during the Great Depression and would include aphorisms and adages in almost everything he said. Early on in our firewood deliveries to him, he straightened out our perspective as to the nature of our business transpiring in nature. The day of our first delivery to him was a northeaster, with winds blustering at least 25 knots and the snow blowing sideways, not unlike the weather much of Maine experienced early yesterday morning. Terry, as he wished us to call him, saw our determined but stressed faces and simply said, It's looking up, boys. How so, we asked. Well, we've got one less hostile day, he replied, then adding, from the hundred hostile days we've got to cope with every year in Maine. And from that moment on, we knew the rest of the winter was lightening up some. From Orono, Maine, happy solstice. I was following the eye, was following the eye, was following the eye, was following the eye.